0: Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club, or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast.
1: And now, from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's
0: your master of ceremonies, Wazowski.
2: Hello, humans!
0: Hello, humans, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Guys, this feels like deja vu all over again. It's amazing. Um, I am your host, Pat Ginetti, joined tonight by two guys from the Tri-State area, my co-host from New York, Dave Koch.
2: Playing the part of the stink bug tonight, Tim Sveska.
0: Let's change that up every single time, and from the 28th ranked state in all of the United States, Joe Petrosi.
1: Pat, good to have you back, buddy, and Dave, I have to apologize to you, I listened to the last show we did, and I realized that the last two shows you actually did agree with me, so I have to uh, retract that statement from the last show
2: yes yes i did when i'm wrong when i'm wrong i say i'm wrong well i appreciate that joseph
0: joe that's that's a good job that's just showing you that you're the bigger man than dave
1: yeah i do my best you know
0: Uh, it must be because you're from new jersey they're better in new jersey we'll
2: have a measurement (laughs) contest one day get the yardstick sword fight
0: (laughs) interesting all right so but you know what You know, I I just said, like, you know, they're better in New Jersey. Well, unless you're, like, from that southern part of Jersey, like, kind of near the Philadelphia area. Um, Our buddy, Doug Davis, over at WDW Main Street Podcast, him and I keep getting into this argument on, you know, what's the best pavilion in all of World Showcase? Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. Hey. uh, Who is this person you speak, Rug Davis?
0: No, 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 no. Doug Davis Who? from the WDW Main Street podcast. The what the show with with John Peters?
2: Oh, John Peters. Oh, he's a great guy. Oh yeah, John's awesome. A real cross act. Seriously, absolutely, that man. Absolutely. That man is awesome.
0: You can find John at Beer Solo over on Twitter. Follow him. He's a great follower. So he has Doug an awesome
2: this. podcast, but he has a partner.
0: It, yes, his name again is Doug Davis from the WDW Main Street podcast.
2: So why am I not familiar know, with this person? You know, I don't know.
0: Maybe I'll have to introduce you guys one time.
2: Yeah, maybe we can get a beer. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we can duke it out over some peronis.
0: Nah, peronis. Yeah, modelos or you know yeah. heads. All, all those really gross, like terrible beers. But anyway, so him and I get into this argument about what pavilion is the best in world showcase. So I said,
2: hmm,
0: self, you know, it's time to do another top eleven. And I know we did a top eleven two weeks ago, but this one just couldn't wait any longer. No, it no, says, no,
2: no, no, no. I did a top eleven. Oh, that's Joe did that's a top true. 11. You did not do a top 11.
0: Well, that's true. I only did all the work for the top 11. He, and then I he had collected to bang, the votes. And then I had to bang out the last second because, you know, life got in the way again. Yeah, I know. I just had a busted job. So with the... I know. I love you. So with that being said, now, for those of you that don't know how top 11 works, what we do is we... Wait, why do we do top 11? Oh, yeah, because it's one more than 10. And we get votes from all the mickey dudes they send them to me and we rank whatever the topic is in this case world showcase pavilions and if you ranked at number one you'll get 11 points you ranked it two, 10 points so on and so forth all the way down to number 11 which would give you one point i compile all the data i have it in front of me right now we have a definitive number one pavilion it is there is no doubt about it so when nine of us get together or nine of us send me the list you know We're nine guys that I think we have a pretty good handle on Disney. I'm not saying that we are always right, except for this top 11 list. I think that when you put nine people together that talk Disney as much as we do on a daily basis, we're a pretty good judge on what's a good pavilion and what's not a good pavilion. So when we're looking at pavilions, we're looking at the entire thing, we're looking at theming. We're looking at restaurants and food. We're looking at attractions. We're looking at souvenir shops, shopping that you can do there. It's the whole package. So let's see what pavilion came in last, and we'll go all the way up to number one. You guys ready? Yes,
2: sir. What are, the honor, uh-huh. what are our honorable mentions? Um, since there's only 11.
0: Oh, well, the um, the, the, the refreshment outpost. How about
2: uh, the African outpost?
0: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Saratoga Africa, Springs
2: on this list?
0: Oh, yeah, Saratoga Springs is definitely always going to be an honorable mention because they're never really good enough to make the top 11 for anything. So we'll just always make them an honorable mention.
2: And considering Especially Africa has its them. own park, I can give uh, an yeah. honorable mention to the refreshment port. But I will say one thing. They do have a really good frozen Coke. With usually, It's usually a frozen Jack and Coke. And... It is cracking a cup.
0: All right. With that being said, let's get to number 11. Now, number 11, this was a definitive, no doubt about it. This was the last pavilion. It came in last by a landslide, only garnering 24 points total. It had two last place votes, and it actually had three number 10 votes. So really did not garner the respect at all, which I was a little surprised. Just a little, not a lot. Um, but China comes in at number 11 with just 24 votes. What do you guys think?
2: That's where I got it at number 11. I uh, am scandalized. Why are you scandalized? All right, well, you have a Circle Vision movie. Yes, it's an older movie, and they're going to be changing it, but, you know, all right. So the thing is, with the Chinese Pavilion, it has good bathrooms because nobody goes to Nine Dragons, so you just go there if you need to use the bathroom. The... Acrobats are entertaining. They have that whole terracotta warri- warriors thing that is always just, if nothing else, a good time in the air conditioning. But, you know, you have a little bit of that ed- edutainment that Epcot is known for. And it's really pretty ar- architecture. Now, granted, you don't lo- no, you no longer have that really good deal on the Joy of Tea um, combo that they used to have because they dropped, like, the ice cream or something off of it and it's not... not as good as it was at one point, but I kind of think just aesthetically it's a very pleasing pavilion.
0: I agree with that. I, I think it's very aesthetically pleasing as well.
2: And Milan um, is hot, let's face it. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that too.
0: Um, unfortunately, China was only they only it's actually not very high on anybody's list. So when I look at it the highest it actually got was up to number eight, and that was on a few people's lists. Um, but that's about it. So it didn't really get past number eight. So, you know, you can see why it's, you know, number 11 on our list. Now, uh, number 10, this breaks my heart. Uh, number 10 breaks my heart. You didn't
1: even ask me, Pat, first of all, what
0: I thought. That's a good point, Joe. Um, I was too heartbroken by number 10. So, Joe, what do you think about China? being number I, 11. I agree with you guys. I ranked it at number 11, so we'll <laughs>
1: just move on. Next Nothing show. to see here.
0: Sorry. I actually, actually you, you actually disagree with us.
1: Well, I mean, like Nine Dragons, I've heard the food's gotten better. I, I usually stop for an egg roll in China, but like I've never in my been visiting Walt Disney World since 1984. I've never seen Reflections of China. I've never seen the movie. Maybe because Circle Vision 360 gets me a little sick. Like I always get sick in the Canadian movie with Martin Short, but um I just I don't know, I just never I just walk by. It just doesn't nothing brings me into it. So that's why it's at number
2: You gotta get okay. over there on before they change it out.
1: Okay, I'll I'll meet up with you Saturday at Epcot that we were just talking about. <laughs> That's
2: a great idea.
0: Um, yeah, you know, here's the thing. The only thing I really like about China is the idea of the lucky combo. Um, and I do, Dave, you're absolutely right. Something did drop off of it. It wasn't as... When I was there in April, there was something missing from the combo. I can't remember what it was. But it wasn't as good of a deal. But, you know, I still think it's one of the better deals in all of WDW. So with that being said, Joe, you actually had number 10 spot on as well. But This one breaks my heart a little bit. It's Morocco. Morocco comes in at number 10. And there's there's the thing um, with 37 points. But here's the thing. It actually got a first place vote. It got a first place vote, but it also got two last place votes. So, you know, it really wasn't all that high except for one. Put it number one, Dave, who put it? Number one,
2: I put it number one.
0: Ah, Yes, you did. Dave. So give me your thoughts on Morocco. I think Morocco is one of the, probably, if not the best deemed Um, pavilion, it's got to be right up there. So why did you put it number one?
2: Okay, well, the architecture is spot on. They sent the personal architects of the King of Morocco to help supervise and help build the actual pavilion over here. So when you're walking through it, it's almost as if you're getting lost in one of the streets. You go into some of those shops and you smell the Moroccan spices. You kind of feel like you're in a foreign country while you're kind of just going through that bazaar over there. It's very it's very exotic uh, for people that might not get a chance to be world travelers. You know, you can escape into that pavilion. There was a time I spent three hours just wandering that pavilion, just taking pictures of, and just looking at all the different products and everything. And it just, it was serene in that way. It just, I felt like I'm somewhere else. I didn't feel like I was in Walt Disney World. It, they, the theming was so spot on that I was transferred somewhere else. So that's why I put it at number one, because of just it does its it does its job in taking you and telling you a story and taking you somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I agree with that and I, I think that's one of the things that I, I love about Moroccan and You go back to it and you're absolutely right. You get down into the back far part of it you know you're you're completely trans transformed into a a new world and it's it's just ridiculously well thought out and i i I love the nooks and crannies of it
2: in this case a whole new world
0: i was gonna say that but i thought it'd be too corny so thanks buddy um (laughs) so you know and and again the food if you're a little bit adventurous i think the food there is pretty good as well so I, i really think it probably should have gotten a little bit higher than 10 um but it wasn't really high on a lot of lists so i can't really argue with us but joe what do you think about morocco
1: I agree with you guys with the, when Dave said with the architecture and stuff. Like Jen and I have, have moseyed around there when we were waiting for illuminations to start, just kind of killing some time. Um, I have to admit, every time I walk by Spice Row Table, like we always stop to look at the menu, and I'm always like, damn, that smells good. But we've never had a chance to go in there and eat. Um, I rated it low because it doesn't have any attractions. Um, so it's just kind of like they'd always, they always have music out front. I know when you walk on the promenade, they do have usually, uh, you know, Moroccan music and stuff like that. But it's just something that I just, it's kind of a place I stop and buy beer at. Usually there's a little beer stand that sells Michelob Ultra. Believe it or not, in Morocco, Morocco, it's like one of the only places that sells Michelob Ultra on the promenade. So we'll stop there and get our beer. Um, but really, we don't eat there. There's no attractions. We don't really listen to the music. So it's one of those pavilions that I just kind of walk by. I do like 100% agree that, yes, the architecture is great. And I, I respect that. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, this is still sponsored by... Um, the Kingdom of Morocco, right? The government still sponsors this pavilion. So it's still an official Pavilion like it's still officially done by their government, right? I think they still send money to Disney
0: I think I, I Think you're correct. I I could be wrong but So I respect
1: what, I, I, I respect that I respect that, you know, they actually are still paying Disney if that is the case You know, but besides that it's just one of those things that, like I don't eat there. There's no attractions. So I'm like, ah, eh, it's just low on my list so um, nothing against it, but um the theming is good, though. The architecture is probably one of the some of the better in, in a world showcase.
0: And, you know, and I think that's and I think one of the problems I think it does have is that it's it might be a little bit too foreign for for some people going down on vacation. And, you know, like I said, it got to be a little bit adventurous to try the food and maybe be a little bit more adventurous to go all the way down the back to their shops and things. But we shall see. But let's move on to number nine. So 11 and 10 with 24 points and 37 points. You know, those were obviously the two lowest. Then we get the next group, 9, 8, and 7. They're pretty tight together in the 40s. And then we go up again. There's definitely tiers in this. So at number 9 is Chuck Fitzgerald's uh, home country. Because he's from South Canada, right? Isn't that right? Uh, number 9, Canada comes in with 42 points. Um, you know, it had... Ding! Again. It had one, <laughs> one second-place vote. And that was by Tim. So that was as high as it went, um, but it also had a last place vote. Michael just does not like Canada in any way, shape, or form. So I don't really understand that at all. Uh, Chuck his home country. He had it as high as four. So, you know, it was all over the place, but it's only garnered 42 points total. And, you know, I like it. It does have LaSalle, obviously. I think when you go up the stairs and into the back it's kind of one of those things like morocco you kind of get lost a little bit in it so i i like it for that but joe let me start with you on this one what do you think about canada
1: i had it actually at number eight so i wasn't too far off in this um again the circle vision movie for me i've done it i'm actually a martin short fan i think he's pretty funny um but just gets me sick La sellier is amazing um one of the better steakhouses on property still i know uh some people say it's a little overrated. Um, some people say you can get some better steaks elsewhere, but still cheddar cheese soup, the steak's still great. Um, but besides that, it, it's, it's Canada. It's, it's, I mean, I lived on the Canadian border, so I'm not really, you know, I have Canadian friends, um, not including Chuck. So <laughs> I actually <laughs> live, I actually live in Canada. So uh, I live in Ontario um, and Prince Edward Island. So, but um, yeah, it's just, it's Canada. It's um it's no disrespect to our Canadian listeners, but it's like, a, like the American adventure. It's, the American adventure is nothing. There's nothing really going on there too much. I mean, it's a place to get a good steak when you can get an ADR and you can get a, a nice a glass of Molson. I mean, that's pretty much... Uh, now, food and wine comes around. Yeah, I'm all over that kiosk in Canada. Um, but right now... Uh, and the architecture is good. I mean, it's, I guess it's more of a Pacific Northwest architecture with the totem poles and stuff, uh, more of like a BC kind of architecture. But besides that, it's okay. It's, it's number eight on my list, so...
0: Yeah, and you know, I think one of the things, especially with La Cellier, I do I do love the you know, obviously the cellar like atmosphere of La So I think that's pretty cool. I do think again, it's kind of La you know, was that one credit table service credit for a while and, you know, kind of lived off that. Then once it went to that two credit um table service, it kinda, you know, I think it kinda lost a little bit to me. I think they got you know, too hoity-toity, and they kind of gone downhill a little bit. But it's still a great restaurant. It's still a great steak. So, you know, I can't really say too much about it. But um, one thing they did get rid of, they did get rid of Le Fin de Mont, and I think that's a travesty. I think that's just – Disney, if you're listening, and I know you're probably not, but just in case you are, bring it back, please. Dave, what do you think about Canada? Meh. I, I could. I was about to say, Dave, you're just going to say Matt, and I decided not to pull the trigger on that. Well, but Dave, you were, you were spot you on. You hit nine.
2: You hit everything with it. I mean, I do love the architecture. Uh, I've been to British Columbia a couple times, and yes, it is more of the Pacific Northwest. I have a great affinity for Canada. I spent the, the greater part of last week in Canada. I love Toronto. I love the country itself, but there's really not much going on in this pavilion uh the circle vision every time i'm in there i want to punch martin short in the face there's just something about him his stare or something that just kind of (laughs) just irks me it just makes the little hairs on the back of my neck stand up and i just want to get violent so i walk out uh as far as la sellier you can get a better steak at schuler's and at Yachtsman. so i don't even count it anymore when i'm about making ADRs anywhere yes I do like the kiosk at food and wine and the, the flowers are pretty I will say that but it really doesn't have much going on for it as far as just you know a lot of people start off in Mexico and then they finish off towards the end by the time you get to Canada there's really no reason to like be invited in if you don't have an ADR at uh, La Salle. a lot of people do get sick with those circle visions so they don't go with them and a lot of people also they have limited time so they're not going to waste time at a movie during their visit so i kind of feel like uh it kind of garners a place low on on the list for that reason nothing against the country itself it's a beautiful country but the pavilion is lacking somewhere
1: i i do like uh speaking with the cast members though especially like the uh uh, the uh, students that are, that are working there. I like to see what provinces or territories are from, because then I will say, oh, I lived, you know, on the, the border in Detroit, and I have friends who live here in British Columbia or PEI or, or, you know, Ontario, whatever, and it just strikes up a conversation. It's some of the more, you know, a lot of the other foreign cast members, like the ones from France or wherever, like, I don't know anybody in France, but these cast members, I can specifically strike up conversations about where they're from and kind of just have, like, good conversations with them.
2: You see, now, having lived in France, I can do that in, in in the French Pavilion.
1: Well, then I'll be your wingman when we go talk to the the French ladies. So. Okay.
2: Sweet.
0: All right. We're gonna move on to number eight, and I have a question before we get there. Now, when there's concerts at
2: uh... before you go any further, if if uh, Off Kilter was still in in uh, Canada, it would have had a higher ranking for me.
0: Okay, so, all right, So this actually, Dave, that actually segues fine as well. So let me ask you a question. When Off-Kilter was there, right? They, they played where? In Canada, right? Yeah. So you went to Canada to see Off-Kilter. Okay. So, and just like, was the British Revolution? When, you know, UK, they play, the British Revolution plays in the UK. Okay. But when we, there's concerts for the food and wine or the flower and garden, are those, and this is an honest question, which I would love your honest answer for. Um, those concerts, the big names—you know, well, they—they—they they, they, they used to be big names, but that would come in, and they're playing. Are they playing there because they're part of the American Pavilion, or they, are they playing there because they're part of the Food and Wine Festival and the Flower and Garden? Anybody can answer that.
1: It's just where the stage
0: is. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just where the stage is. Just where the is. stage is. Okay, that's that was my point. And Doug and I would go back and forth about this as well. He tells me, oh, and by the way, in case you couldn't figure out, at number eight is the United States Pavilion, okay? And I know it's called the American Garden Theater. I get it. I do. But you cannot, like Off-Kilter or the British Revolution, you cannot count all these big names or sort of big names being brought in for these festivals as part of the American Pavilion. You mean the has Correct,
1: because it, there have the- been British bands that played there during, like, you know, food and wine and stuff. So right, to- e-
0: exactly my point. Thank you, Joe. That's an awesome job. You're welcome, Pat. Um, so the idea that that's part—it happens to be there. It just happens to be part of this setup. That's, that's the big stage. It is what it is. Now, voices a lift- different story. That is part of the American Pavilion. So the United States comes in at forty-four points. Now, it's a—it's—it's it's a polarizing pavilion. Um, It got two first place votes from Kyle and Tim, and you know they had their patriotic glasses on and they love the U.S. Pavilion. It also garnered two last place votes, that would be from me and from Jeff. And I'll just talk out of my number ten. Right, so it's not that high, and you know, Joe, you did have it at number seven. Had in the middle, yeah. You know, and when I'm looking at it objectively, okay as a pavilion they don't have restaurants to really speak of um you know they have they have a show the show is great and that's the saving grace of the whole pavilion but the theming is not that great the food is terrible they don't have anything but the voices of liberty that yeah they're good and i'm a history teacher and maybe that's what it is. And maybe that's why when I go in there, I teach American history. So I've seen all the stuff and I, I, I talk about it all the time. So maybe that's what hits me with it. I don't really know. But the best thing I've always found there is the bathrooms. And when I think about the American Pavilion, and I think of that as being just the place where I'm going to use the bathrooms, it's never going to rank that high on my list. And probably if I didn't get in an argument with Doug about this, maybe I'd had it at 10, maybe. There is one know, other thing right besides
2: there. the bathrooms block and hans is there
0: yeah that's true and and that's good um but it doesn't it doesn't off it doesn't counterbalance the food offerings there it's just it just does oh yeah
2: i mean you're in the world showcase you know you can have all sorts of ethnic food which is what is part of going to the world showcase is all about you know i don't want a funnel cake and a corn dog when i'm going there at that point i can get a cheeseburger anywhere else on property if I'm going to the World Showcase, I want something from a country that is not my own.
0: And that, But that's the other thing. And if, if really, if you want to showcase our great country, and I think that's it. If I had to rank these 11 countries as countries, yes, I'm ranking the United States as number one. I love our country as much as anybody else. I just don't like the pavilion. But showcase our food. And I, I know that people have said this before on other podcasts, and people have talked about it in the Disney community community. But the idea is, you know, have like a barbecue area or, you know, and, and showcase what we can do, you know, like they do during food and wine and they do during flower and garden. They have some great barbecue there at that time. Why can't we get that year round or something along those lines? It just doesn't make much sense to me. Joe, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with the food wise. It's definitely lacking. Um, I had a rank that was higher than you guys because I love the architecture. I love like, the, you know, the Independence Hall from like Philadelphia, you know, Colonial Williamsburg style you know, architecture. Like I dig that. I, I love, you know, that part of our, our history. I love the smell of funnel cakes. I know I don't usually buy them, but it's just one of those things that like I walk by, and just like, ah, oh, smells good. Yes. The rest of the food is lacking. Like I just previously said, but I just love the way the pavilion looks. Um, I love the show. Um, uh, even though a lot of people go in there and fall asleep, I think it's great. Um, except Pat, you're around it all the time. Like you teach, you know, history. So for you, it's like, eh, you know, like you're around it all the time, but For me, I I love the show, I love the architecture, Um, and I'm just not saying you guys aren't, I'm just very, very patriotic, so I had a hard time putting this any lower than it went, so this is about as high as this would go for me, though. You see, to me,
2: the show is what made it go lower on the list. Really? I actually actually like the show. Well, I love the show, too. My only reason why I lowered it is because of practicality. Now that show is about a 45 minute show, and it's an excellent show. But again, I go a lot, so I, I'll see it maybe once a year or something like that. But I am just thinking, your typical Disney visitor, who might just have seven days or something, yeah, that's an excellent show and, and great educational value and everything. But again, to waste a 45-minute block of your time when there's so many other things going on in Epcot and Walt Disney World at large... It just feels like it just feels like it's a, it's just a time eater where time is money, time is valuable. Yes, our country is amazing. It tells a very good story and it is very respectful. I come out of that show every time, proud to be an American. I get goosebumps with that show. It's just it's not practical for your everyday traveler and that's that was the only reason why. I lowered it because it eats a lot of time where they could be experiencing a lot more world showcase. Bravo to the shows, but just for that reason, I I couldn't up it more. It is spectacular,
1: but I don't know. Let me ask you guys one quick question: um, with the rumored edition of Club Thirty Three to be upstairs in the American Adventure, would that change your ranking?
0: No, because I'm not going anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm I, just I, throwing I
1: it out there. Just, just throwing it out there.
0: Yeah, I won't. I won't see Club 33. You know, unless somebody invites me. Um, intent. Anybody wants to invite me, that's great. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't see that changing my mind. I really think, you know, and maybe it's me. And I'll admit to it. Like I said, with teaching this stuff, you know, 180 some odd days a year. Um, you know, maybe I'm jaded a little bit by it. You know, I go to D.C. every year. Um, you know, so this is the time frame that I teach. So. It just—it just may be one of those things. It doesn't make me any less patriotic, and I, you know, I agree with you, Joe, what you were saying. You know, we're all patriotic. We all love her. You know, I just—I wish we had a better representation in the world showcase. You know, due to the simple fact that we, as as a group, you know, the nine of us came together and we have we ranked seven countries above our own. You know, not for the countries, just for the pavilion itself. So, you know, that right. does say something to me. It still only got forty-four
2: points. Well, I will uh, say is- that the uh, voices of liberty are an institution they are definitely a uh, treasure of Walt Disney World I have a friend that's actually a former voice of liberty and we're also forgetting a very important part of the American Adventure Pavilion that we need to really uh, highlight there is a Joffrey's cart there that's true
0: Dave it's it's like you're reading my mind because I was going to take a break and actually take a sip of my joffrey's coffee tonight i am drinking the wave the wave one of (laughs) is one of those restaurants that to me is a hidden gem but this coffee is not going to be a hidden gem if you head over to joffrey's.com tonight i'm having it iced it is fantastic so head on over to joffrey's.com get yourself some of the wave and then you can't get any of the disney coffees and you can have a flavor for every disney memory I was just letting that sink in a little bit. Sound good? All right, small well, stud. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, let's go and back to the list. And at number seven on the list, we have Italy. And Italy comes in at forty-eight points. It did have one first-place vote. It also <laughs> had a last-place vote. So. I don't know, Joe. Um, somebody ranked this one pretty, pretty high. I'm going to start with you. What, what, what do you What do you think
1: about the Italian pavilion? So, Kothrogi here ranked it. I ranked it number one. Uh, I just think the pavilion. It's the cast members are amazing. They always see my last name and they always want to start speaking Italian to me. I'm like, I don't speak Italian. My father does. My sister-in-law does, but I don't. So, um, the food is fantastic here. I have so many great memories growing up uh, with the Alfredo's restaurant. Um, you know, the pizza is pretty good uh, in Italy. I love uh, Tuto Gusto. That is a, a fantastic underrated spot. Great pictures, great picture spots in Italy. I um, love the location on World Showcase Lagoon. Um, to me, it just um, it's a very comfortable pavilion. I always feel at home there. Uh, a lot of great memories. I just love it. So it's just that's why it's number one to me. Um, I know it lacks an attraction. Um, however, I think that the food and drinks definitely make up, and the uh, cast members make up for that. So for me, that's why it hits so hits home with me. So that's why I have Italy at number one.
0: I, you know, I I think Italy is you know, I had it. I had it at number eight, so it was you know right in this area. To me, I think it's one of those pavilions that I kind of overlook a little bit, or you know. I don't explore it enough and i think i might have to give it a little bit more time um when i'm there next time to really get a, a full flavor of it it just seems like for whatever reason i'm either you know going past it or you know i'm in the middle of something and i just don't stop and it's just one of those weird things i think it's just it's just a product of the, of the position that i happen to be in at that time frame at world showcase so it, it, i don't think it's the fault of the pavilion i think it's more the fault of me but dave what do you think of italy
2: i ranked it at 11.
0: So that's really what you think of it. You think of it
2: deserves to be the last spot. Truth be told, I would have ranked it a lot higher had every time I've gone to Via Napoli, I had decent service. I have always had terrible service at Via Napoli. The food was good, but the service lacked. The ZD sisters used to be awesome. I used to love being picked to be part of their show. There was just a a comic value in them that just made that whole street atmosphere made Disney what it was. They left, and what did they replace them with? They replaced them with a bunch of flag wavers. I mean, come on. It's not entertaining. If you're into wine, yeah, you can go to Italy. But aside from that, there's really nothing going on in that pavilion. The shops that they have, it's high-end stuff that nobody's really going to go to buy in the theme park. I feel like it's waste of retail space in that way. So, it's just um, it's just restaurants and bars. Give me something Pat- else into it. I- I'll add. I I might rank it higher, but I find it boring. And
1: that's, that's the great thing about Epcot is every pavilion means something different to somebody else. For example, like I have Morocco really low on my list. But to Dave, Dave goes and explores Morocco, likes the culture, likes different things about it. He likes the architecture, but thinks really – doesn't really like the Italian pavilion. I'm like vice versa. That's what's great about Epcot. I mean like everybody – there's something for everybody here. Everybody is going to like something different. And that's the great thing because if everybody liked the same thing, one pavilion would be super
2: crowded. And, you know, it and might also be, be that so. I have – backpack through italy and there are parts of italy that i absolutely love but most of the stuff in the italian pavilion is reminiscent of venice and my feeling on venice was i was there for 24 hours i got my fill i never have to go back again so that might have been one of my reasons i'm kind of skewed towards the italian pavilion okay
0: all right, well, all well, makes sense. But now we're going to move on to number six. Now, number six, it makes it jump up to 56 points um, total. And it is the country of Germany. Now, Germany didn't get a first place vote, but it did have one second place vote. So it was high up there for, you know, one of us, um, you know, and that was for Kyle. So Kyle had it at number two. But for the most part, you know, Germany was just solidly in the middle of all our lists obviously that's why it is now at six um i think that (laughs) it's one of those pavilions again i think it is i think it warrants this middle of the road pavilion i think it's a a great pavilion you know it's where i was introduced to the great beer which i thought was awesome and always reminds me of disney so whenever you know uh, and
2: that's grapefruit beer what's going on because you broke it up, and it actually, you broke up, it actually sounded like I was introduced to the grapefruit beer, so you're actually talking about the Schoffenhopper Schaffen, or Sch- yeah, Schaffenhoffer Schaff- grapefruit beer.
0: Hopper. Right, and, you know, so it, it brings back great memories for when my wife and I were there, and we were drinking it for the first time, and we were on a date night, so, you know, that to me is always great. Um, I think that the restaurants there are good, I, you know, I just, but again, it's just, it's just, it's middle of the road for me, and you know but uh, you know it's something that I, I, I thoroughly I do enjoy so it's not that I dislike it so uh, Dave you go first with Germany what do you think
2: well I'm not a sausage either so right there that's yeah, what
0: not, Nothing, nothing uh, I just so many comments and I'm just you had him number five on your list though okay
2: so, you know, I had it number five odd. for the beer I had, list. I had it number five for the cuckoo clocks it's really fun to play agent and P in in Germany. And also at Christmas time, I like going there to get a nice stalling that I can bring to my father on Christmas Eve.
0: That's very cool. Very cool indeed. Joe, you and I both had it at number six. So what do
1: you yeah. say about it? Well, we, yeah, great minds think alike, Pat. So, yeah, we both had it correct the number six. Um, what I like about it is is uh, the Caramel Coup Shop. They have a lot of great little sweets in there. Um I like the beer, obviously. Even though the grapefruit beer, most people say it's like uh, a step above like soda. I think it's about two point two percent alcohol. So exactly. you can have, you can have a whole bunch of those and be good to go. And uh, <laughs> got so um, you know, beer garden's good. It's a great restaurant. Um, it forces you to interact with other guests. Um, you know, very heavy food. So if you're into the German food and heavy schnitzels and sausages and stuff like that, it, that's right up your alley. I think it's just a fun pavilion. I'd sort of ranked them right in the middle. There's definitely stuff to see. Um, what I really like is I love the model train village. Um, just the attention to detail in that is amazing. And if you ever look really close, uh, I'm not gonna take total credit for this, but I saw this on a YouTube video. Uh, during certain times of the year and certain festivals, if you look, there are cast members that will decorate the village uh, to what's going on. So for example, if it's food and wine going on, there will be little food and wine banners decorated inside of the village that actually say food and wine festivals going on. So just the attention to detail that, I think is pretty cool. I could sit there for a 10, 15 minutes and watch the train go around and just mesmerized by that piece of architecture. I think it's just really cool. i the attention to detail on it.
2: The I'll, other thing... Totally. My, uh, ahead, my 14-year-old mind, every time I pass the Carmel place and I look at the name, I just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. <laughs> All right, Dave.
0: Uh, Joe, I... I... Love the fact that you brought up the train. I think it's one. It's one of those details that—that's the reason why you fall in love with Disney to begin with. You know, it's it's those it's, it's those small things that are different, that are just that are just so cool, and, and you know, and, and it is something that you can look at for a while. So, good call there. All right, at number five, now we're taking a jump. Now we're going into the sixty-point range. Three, four, and five are only separated by one point. But number five, no first-place votes, but it did have two second-place votes. Is the Pavilion of Norway? So. Dave, I know that you did the Viking Challenge and you were a Viking and you're awesome and all that kind of stuff. So why do you like Norway? You had it at number three.
2: Because I like Norway so much because it is Arendelle and I love Frozen and I have welcomed our Frozen overlords. I am just happy to kowtow to Queen Elsa. Viva Norway. <laughs> I
0: don't even know what to say. But I will say this, I, I'm one of those people, I, you know, I did like Maelstrom. It's not that I didn't like it, but I, I like Frozen. I, it. Do. I don't think Frozen, you know, I, I I, don't have a problem with Frozen at all. I think it's a fun ride. I think, um, you know, it, it was it was well done. I think the fluidity of the Olaf um, animatronic at the beginning is one of the best ones you'll see. I think the bakery is good. I, I do. I like them. Oh, and they have the best bathrooms in all of world showcase when they redid the uh, bathrooms there i think they're the best by far so joe um norway for you came in way down at number nine so obviously you don't have the love that dave just said but i don't think he
1: he's No, it's sure, it's, but- it's mostly because of the frozen thing. And not that i'm against frozen i mean it just i was a huge maelstrom fan um when they took it and they put uh frozen in there it just felt like they took the world showcase out of that pavilion um i mean if it fits fine in there. I just, I'm not a huge Frozen fan. I've done it once, uh, the ride. It was okay. Uh, I essentially call um, Norway Stroller Town because essentially all the strollers are parked on the promenade. Uh, Rebecca Toon, her and I always talk about that. She's like, Where are you at? I said, I'm in Stroller Town. She's like, Okay, I'll meet you in Norway. Uh, so <laughs> if you Rebecca, you're listening, you know where to meet me. But, um, <laughs> yeah it's just it's just for me it's uh i miss the the trolls everywhere i, I mean the trolls were essentially replaced with anna and elsa and uh, nothing against them. i'm glad that there's something for the little ones uh in in world showcase but for me just the, the flip-flopping to from maelstrom to frozen just doesn't really do it for me I'm, it's okay wait a minute you know, there's it's...
2: a whole scene with trolls in the frozen ride no but you
1: know what i mean like it, it, the emphasis but pre Frozen was Trolls Norway, you know. Like for example, we have friends that are from. It was uh, Vikings Nor- and
2: adventure.
1: Yes, there was the only one troll.
2: Disappear, disappear, and that's Ugh, uh, that. Ride had it. no story whatsoever.
1: So I guess I can't have an opinion, Dave.
2: No, I, you can have an opinion. You're wrong, but I'm just telling you why you're wrong. All right. Joe, Dave's back to his old ways. So there
1: Dave you go. So I, I, gave him, I gave him, you know, an inch. He took a yard. So there you Sucking. go. It's well, at number I, nine. I'm, I'm correct. correct.
0: I will say this. You know, Rebecca, you can meet Joe at Stroller Town. Stroller but, Town. I, but I'll meet you at Rainbow Gardens for Taco Tuesday. She'll know what that means. Um, It's a Connecticut thing. Unless you live in our area of the state, you have no idea what that is. Um. So anyway... Off to number four. Three and four were tied with 63 points. And number four is France. So one point ahead of Norway. France comes in with one first place vote. It did have a second. It did have a third. But it also had a 10 and a 9. So France seems to be either love it or you hate it. Chuck had it at number one. So, you know, that's where that high was. But then we have it all the way down really far for Tim at number nine. So, you know, it was it really, this was all over the place. Kyle had it at number 10. So obviously they don't like French people, I guess. I don't really know. Um, they're not here to defend themselves, so I can't really say that. they Maybe they hate French fries or French toast. I don't really know. But personally, I, I'm a big fan of France. I had France up at number two. Um, I really enjoyed the restaurant uh, Chefs France. I really enjoyed the, our, our meal there. Uh, the bakery in the back, I think, is awesome. You get all the way back there. That was the only place, you know, uh, in our last show, you guys talked about Diet Epcot. And what made me think of that is, you know, instead of doing a snack crawl for $15, my family and I in April actually did a, you know, a snack crawl with, you know, dining credits. And you could only get like something really good in France at the bakery with an actual snack credit. And, you know, that I thought was pretty awesome. I you know the ice cream shop there is pretty good. I think the Eiffel Tower is awesome. There's a good photo place there. I, I don't know. I'm a big, big, big fan of France. Um, Joe, you had it at number three, so you obviously liked it as well. What do you think of the France Pavilion?
1: Again, uh, Pat, great minds think alike. Um, so, yeah, I had it at number three. Um, I really like my, uh, Monsieur Paul. Uh, La chaise de France is uh, very good. I've eaten there a bunch of times. Um, the, the patisserie, I can't pronounce these words. I'm sorry. Uh, fantastic, uh, la artisan de glacis, which is the ice cream and sorbet shop in the back. David's probably yelling at me because he spent a whole summer in France. Um, but anyway, for somebody who hasn't been there, I think it's got a nice, um, array of uh, shops and restaurants. I love the skyline. Love the Eiffel tower. Hate that the skyliner is probably ruining that nice view. Um, but, um. You know, with it going into the international gateway, but that's a story for another day. But um, yeah, I just all around, I really like it. Um, I love the Grey Goose slushies um, in France. Oh, so good! <laughs> and, and the Grand Marnier slushies. One, actually. For, they're actually really good. And there's a little running joke when uh, I always talk about my friend who has, uh, who owns at, you um, know, owns a Saratoga. He did own a beach, a uh, bailing tower. And uh, whenever I'm in Disney or he's in Disney, we PayPal each other money to go buy each other. Um, uh, great loose or Grand Marinade slushies in France. So, when he's there with his family, I'll send him money. Like, dude, there's some slushies on me and Jen, uh, and vice versa. When we're there, he'll send, he'll pay PayPal me money. And uh, we buy each other drinks when we're not in the parks together. So, it's like, you know, another special thing that goes on in France that, you know, we have great memories about as well. So, all in all, I like it. It's a great park, a great part of the park, a World Showcase. And yeah, it's high on my list.
0: Dave, you, I, I'm wondering, do you fall into the category that you were there for so, you know, for so long that you know, you're know you a little bit jaded by it because you had it down at number 6 so you had it in the middle of the pack. So what's up with France for you? I had
2: it at the middle of the pack uh, not because I don't like it or anything. Um, I actually do enjoy the pavilion. I just felt that there were other pavilions that offered a little bit more for it but in terms of the restaurants they are delicious. I do like the movie. I like that the movie is not a Circle Vision movie and if anything, if you are going to take a nap anywhere, the French movie is probably the place to do it. You're in air conditioning, the seats are comfortable, and the music that they use is very uh, serene and very tranquil tranquil music, so it kind of just helps you relax in that way. I love that it's uh, all of Paris. That's the only pavilion that is just one city. They try to take something from each other pavilion uh, in every other country pavilion, they try to take little snippets from all around the country. France, however, is just Belle Epoque, Paris, and uh, that was when uh, Walt Disney was in Paris, so he kind of just took his own experience from there, and that's how uh, France came to be the way it is over there. And uh, I have a great affinity for the city of Paris, so... I kind of wish there was a French cabaret somewhere in there, because that would just be really interesting. But uh, sort of like the Pinocchio scene, uh, the puppets Pinocchio scene, that would be pretty cool and everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, France France is good. Uh, Joe, uh, living in France, actually, my French did not get me anywhere. Anytime anybody spoke to me in French, I would turn around and be like, yeah, dude, I got nothing. Uh, believe it or not, my limited my limited uh, high school Italian vocabulary got me through France better than anything else.
1: Where's Google Translate when you need it, right?
2: You know, the only problem with that was you had to be somewhere where there was Wi-Fi. Yeah, true.
0: Yeah. All right, now we're on to our top three, and what number three? Like I said, uh, three and four both had sixty-three points, but Japan comes in at number three. And the tiebreaker here was it had two first place votes, but it also did have a last place vote. And the last place, it came in, I can't remember who actually had it. At, oh, it was Chuck. Chuck had it, came in last. Chuck, obviously, just does not like Japan. But Michael and Jeff both put it at number one. So there's the love and there's the tiebreaker. So, Japan, uh, it's one of those pavilions. Again, it's got a lot of great things going on. So, I I don't really see much wrong with it. Um, Joe, you had it at number two, and Dave, you had it at number seven, so there's a little bit uh, of disparity there. But Dave, let's see. What do you think about the Japan Pavilion? Uh,
2: Again, I just put it more for the fact that um, there could be, in terms of entertainment, it's just drummers at this point, and it gets a little boring. Misukashi is an amazing store. The restaurants are done really well. I was just trying to think of it on a whole compared to everything else. And for me, it was the entertainment that kind of made me kind of just rank it a little lower. Aesthetically, a beautiful pavilion. Uh, My understanding is it's very uh, true to um, its origins. But I kind of felt that other pavilions offered more in terms of just the atmosphere of the country All right, I can see
0: that and well how about this let's see would it would you change your mind if the fourth you know rumor has it the fourth restaurants coming into Japan or if they ever did the Mount Fuji roller coaster you think that would have changed
2: your mind I think that would change my mind I also miss Mayuki the candy lady
0: Ah, oh, good call there Joe you had it high you had it at number two so give me your thoughts on why you love Japan so much.
1: well I love the the dining I mean Teppanito is pretty good I mean it's your basic you know cook in front of you but it's still it's still a good value it's still a lot of fun um, it's a great way a lot of times we'll go there as one of our first meals and actually to kick off our trip It's just a very social uh, way to be around other people, you know meet new people when you're at dinner uh, I haven't experienced Tokyo dining yet, but I've heard good things. I know Dave I think you've done that before uh, Mitsukoshi uh, is a great store. I love walking through there. You see all kinds of different items from Japan that you normally You know, you don't see even in some of the most ethnic areas of New York or other towns like you see some interesting items um but the thing I love about Japan the most, and, and also uh, Katsura Grill in the back. I love Katsura Grill, great little uh, counter service spot. Uh, you grab your you know, little you know, uh, teriyaki chicken or whatever kind of sushi you want and sit up by like the koi ponds. Great little spot in the back uh, to get away from the hustle and bustle of the promenade. But the, One of the things that I love most about the Japan Pavilion, this is why I ranked it so high, is it is my favorite spot on World Showcase Pavilion at night. I love just the way the Japan Pavilion feels the the lighting and the, the music and the, the background effects, it just, that feels the most World showcasey if that's such a word, uh, at night is when I'm in the Japan Pavilion. It just, that's where I just get like, wow, I'm really actually here. I'm in Epcot, I'm in World Showcase. That is the pavilion I feel the most connected to at night is the uh, Japan Pavilion.
0: I, you know, I, I love Japan as well. Um, I put it fifth, it's just, you know, just the other ones, I, you know, were the, number one through five for me, they're just... In my opinion, they're so they're so close together that you can't really go wrong with any of them. But I, I agree. I think Japan is is pretty outstanding in the store. Mitsukoshi. I, I. It's one of those stores you can get lost in. You can spend, you know, Dave spent three hours in Morocco taking pictures. I can spend three hours in that store just looking at some stupid stuff. And, you know, it, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, I love just to go in there. All right, let's hit our top two. Now, again, uh, Japan came in at 63 points. The next two, you take jump up in the next two. Uh, number two comes in in the 70 point range, and number one comes in even higher than that. So, number two, and obviously, once I give you number two, everybody at home who's following along will be able to figure out who number one is. Um, but number two is our friends from across the pond in the United Kingdom with 73 points. Now, they did not have any first place votes, but they did end up with four third place votes, and they had nothing lower than a number six on any of our lists. So, obviously, you know, it was, you know, it's a very well liked pavilion. Um, my personal favorite thing there is the fish and chip shop outside. Uh, my wife and I love to get a piece of fish, uh, you know, a fish and chip and then going down by the water and sitting there with a beer, sharing that. And that's one of our perfect date nights. So I'm a big, big fan. Was there in April, ate at Rosen Crown. And I will give, you know, Doug his, his due with this. He did say get the bangers and mash there and it was pretty phenomenal. So Doug, for that recommendation, I do <clears throat> thank you still wrong on the U.S. pavilion, but you were 100% right on the Bankers and Mash. Um, Joe, you had the UK at number five, and Dave, you had it at number four, I had it at number three. So, you know, we're all right near each other. So Joe, United Kingdom, what's your thoughts?
1: Uh, it's it's a fun pavilion. It's actually, I think, the one you can get lost in the most, um, even more than Morocco. I mean, Dave has taken me uh, on a Agent P World Showcase adventure a couple of times in the UK. And just by doing that activity, I discovered these other back streets I never even knew were there. If you just stand a Maid promenade, you're going to miss three quarters of the pavilion. Um, and if you actually take the time to look around and go into some of the shops, um, got some pretty cool stuff in there. The detail is great. Uh, the British band uh, in the back is pretty good whenever they play. Um, and the cast members are great. You know, they, whenever you go in to do certain things in Agent P's adventure, the cast members are into uh, the story, um, they're they're excited. At, you know, they, they give you enthusiasm back. So overall, I mean, I'm not a big uh, fan of the food. Um, I'm not a big – I don't eat seafood, so the fish and chips doesn't do me good. However, the beer is great. The atmosphere is great. The cast members are great. That's why I had it at a, at a solid uh, number five on my list. Um, yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, and I, I love the point that you brought up. You're 100% right. It is one of those pavilions that if you don't look around, you miss half of it least because it is it's on both sides of the street you know and it's it's, it's a really cool pavilion in that sense you know so you really got to you got to stop or you know stop and look around a bit there uh Dave you like i said had a number 4 uh why do you like the UK pavilion so much
2: honestly gentlemen uh you guys pretty much covered everything that I could say about this pavilion you guys covered already In that
0: well that's good see we we do know what we're doing so let's just get let's just get to number one and number one was definitive it wasn't even close with 82 points okay it it had two first place votes two seconds two thirds it was nothing lower than six obviously it's the only pavilion that is left with 82 points the number one of our top 11 world showcase pavilions is the mexico pavilion yeah. Oh, go Mexico, go Mexico. Air it
2: conditioning. It.
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, so Stephen and myself, we had it number one. Um, Chuck, Dave um, had it at number two. So you know, really high up there. Michael and Jeff had it at three. Joe, you had it at four. So it just it was up there and just on top of our list the entire time. Um, when I started getting the Lists in from you guys, and I, you know, the first few came in in Mexico, so I, I had a feeling it was going to be a runaway winner, and it was. So, you know, I'm not even going to go into it. I'll, I'll I'll save myself for last since I had it number one, see what else is left. But, Dave, Mexico, what do you, what do you, you had it at number two, so give me some love for Mexico.
2: La del Tequila, Grand Fiesta Tour. The restaurants suck. The ride is awesome. <laughs> the bar is awesome. Donald and the sombrero. And tacos outside in the kiosk. Viva
0: Mexico! <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you had that number four. What do you got?
2: I'm
1: actually having a little regret. I probably should have ranked maybe a spot higher or two. Um, I love the three caballeros. Like I said, Donald and a sombrero. You can't go wrong with that. I will be sad if they replace this with a cocoa just because Donald and a sombrero. You know? So um, I actually do like the food outside. I think the tacos are pretty good um outside by the water uh the food in the pyramid not so great but the atmosphere is fantastic uh probably some of the coolest atmosphere you'll be in in walt disney world is sitting inside that pyramid eating as as grand fiesta tour rolls by uh la cava del uh del tequila not a big tequila guy but I like going to rebecca toon the staff I is amazing rebecca might there. slap
0: you
1: yeah uh, but she takes care of me when i go in there the staff is fantastic uh, inside there um it's all it's a great pavilion um I just wish it was a little bigger uh area wise like I think it's kind of small like if you if Mexico if they made Mexico bigger like take the pyramid and have some streets around it like the UK does UK does they'd be even better I just feel like it's almost like it's all inside I just wish it expanded a little more outside and a mariachi band is great so now actually, I'm talking to myself and wishing I ranked this even higher. So <laughs> the point being is it's still number one. So it's a great pavilion. It really is. Um, you know. And everybody and I don't know why. Can you guys answer? This, why does everybody start at Mexico? Everybody seems to go counterclockwise. Because it has that's the ride.
0: Is that why you yeah, okay. traveling?
1: I always wondered why everybody goes counterclockwise and we're all showcasing that. I oh, don't no, it's yeah, no, clockwise. It'll be
2: interesting when they when they put the uh, ride in at France. And uh, if they ever do that Mary Poppins ride that they're going to be talking about in the UK to see how that changes touring. It's true.
0: Yeah, yeah, that actually, yeah, that probably good because they can go, everybody can go to the right and I'll still go to Mexico and the left. You know, I think when I think of a uh, World Showcase pavilion, I think this is a quintessential pavilion. I'm not saying the food is outstanding, but it is, it is, it is good enough for me. It's it. It's much better than the United States Pavilion, you know. But the theming—once you walk inside, you are in a market square, um, you know, in Mexico, or what you would think it was. You know, the restaurant inside, and you know the the pyramid and, and, and everything that you see—you're just you're 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 transformed into just a whole other world. The Cava is fantastic. I do love the ride. It's a cheesy ride. I I understand that, but I just love it. You know, the stores in there are great. You know, I think it's just one of those things, and I think it ha- probably. To me, has the best building out of everybody. That's again just me, um, you know. So for me, I think, you know, and Joe bring up the, the mariachi band. You know that adds a little extra right there. So it's got a great ride. It's got a great bar. It's got good food. It's got the best theming. Um, the mariachi band makes it fun. I just I think it's just the best pavilion in World Showcase. And obviously, when nine of us get together, send me the list, It ranked pretty high. It was a runaway winner. So Mexico again is the. Number one pavilion in the Mickey Dudes top 11. So with that, we're going to wrap up our show. If you would like to argue, and I'm sure Doug is going to argue a lot. And when he hears this show, he is going to blow up my phone. But if you'd like to give us your top 11, send it over on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. All right. With that being said, where could everybody find you on the interwebs? Joe?
1: You can find me over at the resortloop.com uh, DBC roundtable.
0: You know, our our, our buddies over there—they're they're pretty good guys. You like you like hanging out with them, Joe?
1: Oh, I love Tim and Bob. They're great, and uh, that Rebecca Toon girl—she's pretty good as well. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. It's a pretty—it's a pretty good cast of characters. I'll give you
1: that. Oh, and, and and Emily and Brad as well. I can't leave them out. They're yeah, great. It's, guys, it's
2: so. best, <laughs> best. Messed up. Dave. So messed up. <laughs>
0: where where can they find you?
2: Dave? Find me on Instagram at Figgman's Reality and Twitter at Figgman's Reality. And
0: you can find me on Twitter at Daily Walt Disney. You can find our sponsors, Joffrey's Coffee at joffreys.com. And if you're interested in DVC resale points, head on over to dvcresalemarket.com for their latest listings, FAQs, and any information you need on the DVC resale market. So, Mexico's number one. Let us know what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of age, that's our show.